Little slice of peacocks in your pocket. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Words of Weekly. We're on episode 15. Uh, my name is Max Forney. I'm the head of social media here at Taunton Town FC, and I'm joined by the greatest analyst duo in the Vanarama South, Adam White and Jordan Barrow. How are we, boys? Oh, even better now, Max. What a start. Just got to butter you up, boys, before we before we get right into this. Making me feel amazing, Max. Making me feel amazing. Are you sure that's just not the drugs in your surgery? Mate, I'm fine, honestly. How are you recovering, all right? Okay. Okay if I sit really still, which, if you've ever met me, is really hard. <laughs> yeah, we have met you, we know well, that's difficult. Shout out for JB, hat-trick appearance on the podcast. He scored, off, just... he scored off the pitch and now he's scored on the pod as well. If you want a stat from the from the analyst team, by the way, Jordan averages an appearance once every five podcasts. Look at that. Solid. That's that has some good stats. Like and subscribe for that. more. Listen, if you told me that at the start of the season, I would have snapped your hand off. You take it, mate. You take it. Tell you what, analysts are doing their job providing the greatest stats that we could ever need. Considering we didn't even have a podcast at the start of the season. <laughs> so we'll clear the elephant in the room. There's no John. And surprise, surprise, there's no Rich. The busiest man on the planet hasn't showed up again. For something <laughs> that was his mental, idea. Do you know the mental thing? They've left us in charge of this. They have. They have. They literally, the, the two lads that probably talk for most of this, apart from Rob, and they're not here. They've left us to it. If you're listening to this in your car and it says you've got another two hours until the end of this podcast, I can only apologise right now. <laughs> no, that's not our fault. We, we don't take any responsibility for that. Uh, whether we take two hours, four hours, or we're here until Avery on Saturday morning. This is going to turn into an audio book. <laughs> an audio novel. <laughs> Chapter one, The Peacocks. Um, while we're talking about elephants in the room, Max, is yes. there any more elephants in the room we'd like to address? What elephant would that be, Adam? Uh, well, considering we're recording on Thursday night. Yeah. And it's like the day after the night before. Yeah. You were there? Like, is yeah, there... so but, uh, for anyone unaware, uh, if you live under a rock or in Devon, uh, there was a fans forum uh, on a Wednesday night hosted by a brand new uh, Peacocks Supporters Association. I'd say hats off to them for organising it. Very well organised, very short space of time to organise, something like that. So shout out to them. Um, <clears throat> they're doing some good things and uh, I think they're going to be a real asset to this club. We've not had a supporters club, supporters trust, supporters association, however you want to call it, at this club for a good few years now. So um, I'm excited to see what we can do. So last night was supposed to be, we have the board, management team and fans to ask for questions. Unfortunately, Wednesday morning, um, Rob Drain and management team emailed in to the sports association uh, to say uh, that a, about a COVID had gone through the squad and they were... Going to stay away uh, in order to not pass it on to anyone. Um, not responsible. Hopefully, hopefully, I've actually got some of the dugout on Saturday. Because else, boys, you might be getting a call up if there's Fine, a bout of COVID. I'll do it. I'll do it. Fine. Adam will walk there in his cast. I've not got a cast. I've wooden crutches though. Probably disabled access. <laughs> Sat in a wheelchair on the dugout. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a long way from the change rooms to the dugouts, to be fair, so I'm not going in at half-time. <laughs> I'll do the talk. You get some off-road tyres to go across the pitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> four-by-four wheelchair. So, uh, if, if this spell of COVID doesn't pass throughout the management team, who actually would be in the dugout Saturday, do you reckon? If you had to like, place a bet on it. Lloydie? Oh, yes, I don't match out. But I think, I don't know, for me, it'd be like either like Lloydie or Sammy. Lloyd, Lloyd James. I think oh, they've both got a lot, there, Jordan, a lot of experience. Well, considering Jordan's just said Nick Grimes there. And if he's, did I hear on Peacock's radio that he picked up a little bit of an injury? Did come off at half time. He did pick up a little bit of knock at half time. You know, that wouldn't be a bad shot. You've got an, got an injured Nick Grimes. He's going to be on the bench anyway. I don't know where we stand with COVID now because obviously if it was like if it was 2020 and you had yeah, COVID, yeah, we, you're like in your house the games, but, but now it's sort of like I think they mentioned one none, none of the yeah, players exactly. have it none of the players have it I think it's just something that's gone through the coaching staff Yeah but then if you if you do have it and you are like around the players and they get it Yeah we, we, we've got we've got a, yeah exactly we've got a fair enough squad We don't one. want to pass it on to like any of them it's a Tough situation to manage I'm not sure do See not how it goes. I am um... Callum Dolman. <laughs> <laughs> Protect Callum at all costs. Yeah, I don't, I don't it's know. a difficult one, isn't it? I don't really know. I, I hope they, I hope they're all there. To be fair. Um, yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I think at, at the moment something was emphasised last night is that the club needs to be together. We need to be united because we're, we're we're not in a great place. I think we can we can openly admit that. Yeah, you know, we're not in the place we probably want to be at the moment. Um, seen better days. And the, the only way we're going to get through it and get the other side still in this league is if we are all united and all here and all together. Yeah, I, I think ultimately the club's on a bit of a... Every next step they take is the first step they've taken at this level. So it's always Absolutely. a bit of a learning process as well at the same time. So, like, how many months ago we took the league and everything, sunshine and rainbows. Um, Absolutely. But, the, but these probably little issues behind the scenes and whatever, they're probably still there. Mm. They're, not, they're not front and centre because... Ultimately, performance on the pitch is fantastic, and we're we're winning games, and it's great. Um, it's just about if, if we've made certain mistakes, and, like results haven't been what they were at the start of the season. It's it's just about coming through it, sort of brushing yourself down, learning from it, going again, and and make sure the club ultimately now stays in this division. Absolutely. So can only, uh, get, better. Can only get better, surely. Yeah, absolutely. So in the absence of Rob, the, the board of directors, um, they they fronted it all and um, they did a good job. They were very honest, very upfront of it all. And um, I think it takes, it takes a big man to admit when you've made a mistake. That That's that's a, a mark of a good man. And Kev put his hands up last night and he said, you know what, we have made mistakes. We've made, made a lot of mistakes this season. But you know what? When we make mistakes, we, we don't make them again. We learn from it. The mark of a good man is learning from your mistakes and not doing it again. Very any... wise. Very wise, Max. I think, I think you've got, people got to remember, like, this is the second season it's... we have ever been in this level. Yeah. Like, you're talking 10 years ago, we were in the Western League. Yeah. Like, that is mad. It's a big, it's a big growth in a short space of time, isn't it? And, you could almost say that the team on the pitch has sort of grown quicker than than the infrastructure around. Hundred percent. Um, and it's just about trying to marry those two up now and trying to get them close. But that path 
off the pitch is, I would say, harder to tread because there's, there's just there's just things left, right, and centre. Like one incident is ground graded. You got to do certain things to your ground. Bang, 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 bang. Cost money, time, get people in, do the right things. That's just it's just one thing I've pulled off the top of my head. The next thing is travel costs and budgets and whatever else. It's just a massive spider's web. Um, no, I couldn't agree with you more. It's tough. It's it's a, it's a tough place to be, and um, I, I'm I'm glad that like, obviously I wasn't there last night, but listening to people and seeing the response today on social media seems like okay, we'll we'll put this in a box now. It's not been great for a little bit of time, but going forward, we're aware of this, and we're going to make sure that going forward is, it's not like this. And we these are the things we're going to do to try and sort it and make it better going forward. Matt. Yes, mate. You you were there. Oh, was there that? anything that stood out to you that when it was said, you took home as a positive and you thought, okay, we're not. What's the word? We're not just gonna stay in this patch. You know, we we are moving forward, or things things can move forward if if the right things are put in place. I think the biggest biggest quote takeaway from <clears throat> from Kev Sturm himself was. Um, so in the past 10 months, he's learned more than he has in the last 10 years yeah, when it comes to running a football club, running a football club at this level. Yeah. So people he's talked to, people he's had support from, who have been, who have gone through this league, have gone through the next league and have been involved in Premier League clubs. But he said the support that he's had has been fantastic. The support he's continuing to get has been fantastic. I think when you make a mistake, if you make it again, then yeah, that, that's poor. But you can make you, if you make a mistake the first time round and you learn from it, that it's it's not. I don't want to say it's not a big deal, but it's it's not as bad. Hmm. It's not worrying, is it? You're going to make mistakes, like you, um, Adam. You said, Max. You said, this is our second season at this level. So many things are going to go wrong. So many things are going to go yeah, wrong. Absolutely. <clears throat> so I, I, I was involved in a club in the Southern League for a long time. The difference in the Southern League and the Vanarama South is massive. You talk Southern Premier, you have got you've got almost a level playing field across all the clubs, mm. right? You know, it's your different budgets, different you know fan levels, different attendances, different running behind the scenes. But realistically, you are a level playing field because you've got all part-time teams. All the yeah. teams may be trained twice a week at maximum if you're talking the top-end budget, but you are all playing against people who play football because it's their second job. That levels are playing throughout massively. In this league, we've got nine full-time clubs that we're competing with. Nine clubs where you've got footballers, but all they do is play football and train football. With full-time coaches, but all they do is train footballers. Yeah. The difference in a club like that and a club like us is huge. Yeah, I, I think that's perfect. The, the best way I would sum up this league is a semi-professional football league with professional football teams. Yeah. Like And like you say, nine, if that's how many it is, I didn't know that. Um, that's nearly half. That's, 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 that's a lot of the league, isn't it? And Some, you're, going, you're going up against them and tough. Something interesting Kev said was this is the league where clubs become proper full-time football clubs. And he said, we have looked into it. We've looked into where we need to go to maybe that be in five years. So how much do we have to change 
to where being full time is maybe even a possibility ever. And that I think is massively interesting. We are preparing for life in this league. We are preparing for what happens life after this league as well. You have to. Once, yeah, abs- absolutely you, you have to. Level, you're planning years in advance because we got hit a lot earlier than I'm sure they were probably planning to. Yeah, Kevin admitted that. So we, we had no clue we were going up. We had not prepared for it at all. And if you had a re- rerun, yeah, of course you do things differently. You know, I'm sure if I'm sure if all three of us could go two years back in the past, there are a lot of things we would change over the last two years. Yeah, that that's life. You know, it's, it's definitely it would have sped up the process, but it can only. Can yeah, we we, we work with uh, with the Carlsman Delwin. Shall we move on? Yes, I think we should. I think we we we, we I think we've covered a lot about meeting. I think if anyone else has anything to add to it, then. Feel free to comment on the Facebook post, but I'm sure we'll accompany this podcast and share how, how you experienced the fans, fans forum, what you found interesting from it. I think just last line, that that fans forum has come from a place of people caring about Tottenham Town Football Club. 100%. It, 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 never going to be a bad thing. All 80 people in the room and all six up front and all 10 supporters, trust members who supported it, who ran it, about 96 people in that room, yeah. they are only there because... They care about Taunton Town FC. And that's why it'll work, because there's a common interest and we all want the best. Absolutely. Happy so, days. let's Before move on. The night before the fans forum, the Tuesday nights. We're going backwards. Going backwards, yeah. We probably should start... No, I think we had, to, we had to address... We had to address... We did. That first, I think. I think now we can... We draw a line under that. We move forwards, as as the club has said they want to as well. Yeah, so... Well, I say move forwards, actually, I'm moving backwards. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. We played Weymouth. Yes, we did. We did. Um... We we fell to a two 0 defeat. Am I right in suggesting that it was the proverbial game of two halves? Conditions. Yeah, massively. Massively. And it looked like again. Obviously, I wasn't at the game. Watched the highlights when they were posted earlier. We had a lot of chances in that first half. Yeah, definitely. You take the first goal, you equalise, it could be a different game, but ultimately it wasn't. So, go on, George, what, what, what do you think of the game? Give us your give us your analysis. Well, yeah, game of two halves is perfect. First half, you look and you go, if you're going to simplify it, we had the wind in our favour, we had the conditions in our favour. And we were definitely playing, I'd say, the better football, had the better chances. And it just wouldn't fall in. You know, another day, those chances fall in. We've probably been saying this for a while now, but, you know, another day those chances fall in. Um, You don't take those chances, you're going to get punished eventually. And... I don't know what you could have done about that first goal. Is unreal strike. I think um, what you've just said there, when when we like have chances and and don't take them, there's enough quality in the other teams that we've, oh, we've so we've just touched on, like professional teams in a in a semi professional league. Um, not sure if Weymouth for one of those nine, but no. they still have good players that can hurt you given a moment. Um, and it looked like that that finish earlier. Um, 
really sharply taken mm. finish. I mean, you talk, you talk Brandon Goodship. That's a player who has played at the top of non-league. It's a player who's played professional football. He is a hell of a striker, that boy. And he probably shouldn't be at this level. Watching him, and I've watched him a few times. No, I don't know. He, he, did, he did go up. He did go up into the football league and into like National League Premier. He was he didn't he didn't light it up. Let's say, but in this league, no. but then there's a lot of players like that, isn't there? Where you go, you talk Van Arma South. You're one of the best players in that league. You go up that step up again. It's another huge step up. Yeah, it's difficult. Some players do just find the level, don't they? I suppose. And, well, he's found his level. Yeah, he's, he can knock he can knock goals in for fun at this level. And he has been for Weymouth this season. He um yeah he, he looked he looked class Tuesday night scored the second as well and that's that's what you're saying you know a team takes their chances they talking they, about they the points sorry George talking about um, Weymouth strikers a friendly face in the form of Malachi Linton was it. So probably bittersweet to see him obviously playing again at Tottenham, but in a Weymouth shirt. Um, but we mentioned on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, I can't remember what episode it was, that he's a really nice guy, isn't he? Mm. He's, a, he's a lovely lad. It was nice to see him. And he played well. He looked sharp. He did, yeah, he did look sharp. Um, Lavi made a good save against him. He could have scored. I think he had a number of chances, to be fair, in that first half especially. But, yeah, it was nice to see him. And he looks like he's found somewhere where he's enjoying his football and good for him. Even before the game started, though, a little bit of a victory for Taunton Town. In the terms going of, on? Yeah, defeating the weather. Weymouth, yeah. Weymouth were desperate to get that game off. Desperate. Desperate. Their secretary, their secretary was basically joined at the hip with a referee trying to get it off. <laughs> their uh, our man of the match, sorry, probably Mr. Rob Hake, Robinson. Oh, he's he's always man of the match. The amount of work that he puts in to that pitch without, I think, without a lot of plaudits. Let's be honest. We've we've had a lot. We've had a lot on social media from opposition fans, fans we haven't even played yet, and you know sometimes even our own fans actually about our pitch. And he he puts in so many hours. He can only work with what he's got as well, can't he? Let's be honest, he's not working with a great pitch, is he? Do you think the the week previous to Weymouth, that space of time to get that game on, be harder than the three days he's got now to try and obviously go again for Saturday when we welcome Averley? That's a that's a silly question, Adam. It's <laughs> a very silly question, Adam. I, 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 you did not see the state of a pitch after well, the game. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, after the highlights... I've I've seen it looking better. Put it that way. I've seen it looking a lot better. That pitch yeah, is cut at the moment. This was this was obviously after the game. It'd gone through sort of nigh on hundred minutes of football. <clears throat> um, you expect a pitch to cut up, especially in the conditions. Obviously, ours are a little bit more cut up as well. Mm. Um, yeah, so uh, I can imagine he's had a busy few days. Yeah, he's. Uh, I imagine today he's probably been down there from eight till eight. Bless him. While and he'll we, probably do it again tomorrow. While we're talking about Averley. Mate, Adam, you're on fire with these, <laughs> these transitions, mate. He's back. He's he is back. back. Put the contract on the table. Let him write what he wants in <laughs> it. Peacock's it's radio. Words of Weekly are back. It's what he does. It's what he does. 
<laughs> love it. Uh, sub note: BBC, ITV. If you're out there, you're looking for a presenter. Unbailable. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't um, want. He doesn't want to leave Sorn. However, <laughs> um, yeah, Averley Saturday. Obviously, we last played them second game of the season. Third. That's tough. Second game of the season. Uh, tough. If memory serves me correct, we lost 4 1. Yeah, it wasn't a great day out, I'll be honest. Shout out to Malachi Linton, scored the goal that day. Did? Yeah. Um, wasn't a great day out, no. That was way back in August, to be fair. I, was, I wasn't even here, boys. See, no, Lucy, Max. <laughs> I wasn't even here. Maxi, uh, I don't know how much. Did he score that trick that day? Yeah. He did, didn't he? From um, So, looking forward to Saturday then. Pre match. Thoughts, feelings. What are we, what what are we thinking? Well, I've got the table. I've got the form table up. Um, Avery is sixth from the table, and the they table. are ninth from the form table. Ninth from the form table. Okay. Ninth form table. We're going off the last six matches. They are two losses, three wins, and a draw. Meanwhile, we sit twentieth from the table and twenty second in the form table. Asterisk next to that. How many games have Avery played? Avery have played. Oh, let me read the table right. Twenty nine, and we've played twenty five. Plastic pitch, isn't it? So it I is plastic. Probably not suffered too many home so, disappointments. So is thing when we get a a team down with an artificial pitch, uh, and they've got it at home. Obviously, playing on a grass pitch and maybe not playing on the best grass pitch, it does level the game out. There are a few advantages that we will gain from the surface, from from them not being on their preferred surface. Maybe some of their silky passing, maybe some of their passing movements might not be as easy to pull off. Would you agree with that, boys? As as analysts, you're more qualified than I am. Um, yeah, to to a point, like conditions, pitch, things like that can always play a factor and and. Level the game, essentially. Uh, I remember the the game we played. We played Braintree first game of the season. Mm. Probably a similar case Tuesday night. To be fair with the conditions, but I remember that Braintree game. Corner flags like constantly just pointing at the fire station down the far end, and it just wouldn't stand up. And it was just one of those that no one could find any rhythm in the game. No. Um, it might be a similar case Saturday. I, I don't know what the weather's like, but Avery definitely might sort of. Not be used to like the run of the ball, taking a bobble, things like that. Um, the pitch sort of being soft underfoot. D- d- li- different things like on their pitch, probably wear mouldies. On our pitch, studs, things like that. All little things like that can can make a difference. Um, and it's those variables normally who, whichever team controls those variables the most, normally come out on top. Yeah, absolutely, I think it's going to be about bringing them down to our level. Really, and I don't mean that in like they're better. How do I get? How do I get myself out of a slight hole of Doug? Yeah, I'll save you. I'll save you. Yeah, go on, please, us. I don't think we're on a lower level. I think we're on a different level. Yeah, there we go. There we go. That's that's more probably and more what I meant. Their structure, their philosophy, their tactic is different to us. Um, and again, like we said about groundsman working with what he's got. Um, we all play foot manager. <laughs> we don't all play the same formation. We don't all play the same tactic. Um, it's similar in, in in sort of real life. 
work what he got and you, you put the best team out. It'll be interesting to see how we match up against them. But the other time, the other side of that, it'd be interesting to see how they match against us because, all right, we're 22nd in the form table, 20th in the... Our home form actually isn't that bad. Um, no, our home form is, is a hell of a lot better than our away form. The majority of our points have, have come at home and... I don't know what Avery's away form. Like. I, haven't, I haven't looked that far ahead. Uh, Avery's away form is is okay. It's, it's, it's worse than our home form, um, but it, it's not bad. You yeah, so... to be consistent of this hit. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly yeah, right. Definitely. You don't expect them to. You don't expect them to be really good at home or, and not so good away. Like yeah, say, definitely. 50, Fifty, but but I feel a lot more confident at home games. Yeah. Um, than I than I do at away games because of those variables, because of those plastic pitch, familiar familiar setting, thing like that. Um, so yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. it. It'd be good. It'd be good to see how how they approach the game and how we can put our our stamp on it as well. So we're moving into the important bit. Pre-match predictions. Jordan, Jordan's thought on the game. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, John. What do you think of the game, mate? What is what you what you think is going to happen? Yeah, um, there you go. I think for me, it's about trying to be as consistent as possible for the whole ninety minutes. Now, we spoke at the start about part time, full time. It's hard. You, you you know you're playing once a week, twice a week. You're not training in between. It's hard to find a level of consistency. Um. We saw a game of two halves Tuesday night. I think trying to avoid that and have a level of consistency throughout the game, we can get something out of it. A point, three points, whatever. Something to just take us into the next game and give us something to hold on to and move forward. With all of the background noise going on, it must be so hard for those 16, 17 players to just focus on football. So for them to come out of this game and go into the next game thinking, we played all right then, actually. That was a solid 90 minutes. Let's try and maintain that level for the next game and the next game and just build on it. Something to build on Saturday is what I'm looking for. Mm. More than anything. More, more of this results industry, and uh, I'm sort of going to shoot myself in the foot by saying this, but and I, I would feel more confident than what you've said there as well. It's probably a good performance. Yeah, yeah, massively. Um, I don't think you can pl- complain too much of that either. I think after everything that's gone on, a good performance, something to build on will be massive Saturday. Obviously, a, a crap 1-0 win where we've played awful for 90 minutes and, and we scrape a 1-0 would be beautiful as well. I'm not, not saying you don't want that, but yeah, something to build on would be nice from now. We've got still half a season to play. Absolutely. Because of the games we've, we've had called off. So, something to build on for that second half of the season and like you said earlier, Max, box it up and put it behind us. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of results, what are we going to predict for Saturday? I've got, I've Jordan, got, a, as got a pen ready. Guest, you're going to go first. 
go on then. I'll, I'll fall off of what I've just said. And I'll go with a nice 1-0 win. Balanced performance. No, nothing nothing shiny, but get the job done. And who's, who's scoring for us, bud? Oh, I'm going to go. He came close on Tuesday. I'm going to go Cam Evans. Oh, I like that. Ads, what are you thinking? I'm going to say 2-1 win. Like that. Like that a lot, bud. Goal scorers will be. Oh, I've got a few in my mind, you know, but I've, I've only said we'll score two. Um, I'm going to say Rustin. I'm also going to say. I'm going to say Dan Ball. Mate, yeah, I'm going to say damn ball. I'm going to say we've we've crossed the ball into the box from a corner. It's been headed out. We've recycled it. Big men have stayed up from the back. There he is. Thanks very much. What were you saying? I like that from your ads, actually. Yeah, cheers, mate. Right, it's a bit different. I'm so. Here's the thing. The last sort of couple of weeks, I have said two two for every game. <laughs> And you know what? I've gone Desmond. And you know what? Keeping on my Desmond, we've been losing. So I'm thinking I've got to switch this up. I've got to switch this up. So I'm going a bit ambitious, actually. You know what I'm going to say? A Tresmond. No, 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 no. I'm just going to win. I'm not, I'm not miserable today. Love it. Um, I'm going to go for 3-0 Tottenham win. I'm saying go clean on. sheet. Deserve one of them to be fair. I'm saying Clino. If Rich was here, do you know what he'd say? What's that? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know if I can say it, <laughs> but it involves being on something that's like a prick stick. Oh, glue! Yes, <laughs> being on glue. Yes, no, I'm not on that actually. Um, so, goals. I'm going to say Marley Rose gets his first goal in a Taunton shirt. He's been oh, exciting okay. since coming in. He's got a nice bit of flair, nice bit of technique. I think he, he needs a goal in him. I mean, I think hopefully he's not kicking on a little bit more, getting a few more in him. I'm going to say as well, first goal for the club, Rabbi Taboom in Zamba. Oof. He's been trying. He's Rabbi lad. He's been trying. He has. He's been having a few pops. He's been having a, having a few touches inside the box. I think he's, he's drew a goal and I can see it. Let's see it. Third goal. This is where I am less confident in my third goal. Because I don't actually know. I haven't thought this bit through. Because in my head, I think, oh, I'm going to go 2-0. But actually, you know what? I thought, you know, let's go for it. Let's go for 3-0. So I'm going, I'm going to do off the top of my head, Zach. Zach Smith. Is this the first podcast that we've, we've all had different scores? Chamberlain. Got a score. Yeah, well, to be fair, he did he, he did pick up a knock on oh, Tuesday, so oh, I hope he's fit. You know, I really hope he starts, and I hope we, we for the first week we haven't picked him is actually a, a week he scores. I was just gonna say we're gonna we're gonna have serious egg on our face. We've pretty much someone has said his name for the last fifteen episodes, and not and we've not got anything out of it. No, no he's scored he scored a few. Yeah, 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 that's unfair of me actually. He has scored a few, but scored, I think I predicted him when he played. Farnborough and he scored a bit of a worldie that day. Some, uh, by the way, somehow that goal got third in the Golden Month competition, by the way. 
How? I've never seen him score a it, bad goal. Yeah, was that the same month as Nick Grimes? Nick Grimes and Lloyd's well, chip. Oh. I'm, mate, any other month, Ollie's won. Any other month, Lloyd's um, won. I'm actually not sure it's Ollie Chamberlain's best goal this season. Nah. No, it's no, 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 no. Chipping, Chipping him. him. Chipping yeah, him. Yeah. Hell of a finish. Chipping him. To make it free all in the last minute as well. Oh. Thing is, I, 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 when, when you judge a great goal, you do have to take context into it. I think. Yeah, moment. The moment. The moment is can yeah, be yeah, yeah. the moment can be bigger than the goal, and that yeah, can make sure. a, a very average goal a great goal. But when you talk Nick Grimes's goal, not only oh, was that. the moment incredible, but the goal also matched it. And with shout out to Rich, the commentary was okay as well. Wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It was all right. It was. It like it was. It was, it was. It was definitely. A, it was definitely a highlight for Peacock's radio at that moment. It was there. Yeah, it's not like he's badgered me about forty thousand times to put comments over <laughs> highlights or goals. <laughs> Still working them up on boys. Love it. Love it. So that's the second of the three home matches coming up. We've got a third one as well, boys. We do indeed. A third one in two weeks, which this one's close to your heart, Max. What do you mean, close to my heart? <laughs> my father. The household. My father might be working there, but you know what? I want us to beat him so I can laugh at his face about it. It's precious Bridgewater United. The Fournier Derby. <laughs> the Fournier Derby. So, Somerset Premier Cup. I have no clue what round this is, I'll be dead honest. I think it's a quarter-final. Is it the quarter-finals? Well, big game then. Yeah, I and I don't, I don't like when people boil down the county cups. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely not tournament's priority. It's not priority. However, if you've got a chance to win a little bit of silverware, why not take it? I maybe argue as well. It's probably not uh, up until this game. It's probably not like Bridgewater's priority because they've obviously fighting their own fight in the Western League and trying to get promoted. And no, I think I think from from their point of view, they're more focused on the Vars. Oh, on the Vars, yeah. Which yeah. is obviously that, that's huge. The FA Vars. They're in the fifth round now. They have got Deal Town in yeah. uh, a few weeks. So I think that they'd probably be looking to rest a few players. I'm not sure they will for a tie like this. I think we got we got less we got less Phillips next next week as well. This this yeah their game their game was just off wasn't it was it last yeah year? it's uh, against Barnsley. I think they they're going to be looking maybe at other competitions like like we are maybe. Mm, problem is problem is as a manager and I guess you can answer for Alan because you've actually managed before. If you think your opposition should be starting a weak inside, do you take the risk of starting a weak inside and resting your first teamers? Would you ever start a weak inside in a county cup game like this? Uh, no. This is a big game, I think. Is that because that's your nature or because it's the right thing to do? Um, there's a fine line between like footballers not being robots and being able to play every minute of every game. Um, and I'm definitely... like My own personal belief is... Rotation like every couple of games, especially if played Saturday, Tuesday. But then we only have got about sixteen players. Exactly. So it's it's hard to rotate when when you're sort of fighting with one hand behind your back a little bit. Um, mm. No, nah, we've played we've played relatively strong sides throughout this competition. Um, we've we've been smart with where we we can rotate it. I expect us to, and I expect Bridgewater to be the same. I, I expect it to be a really good good game of football I think they'll, they'll be looking for the we beat Taunton Town that's what we're looking at 
every team that we've played in this competition so far, Street, Porter's Head, will have the same thing. Because of our league position and the league that we're in, target on our back, um, in this situation, we have a lot more to lose than than teams that we're playing from, from leagues below, I think. Um, yeah, I expect us to, to treat it properly and and these are a good side. <laughs> you know that more than anybody, Max. You've probably been up there a few times as well. Uh, yeah, I have been up there a few times this season. Um, they're good. You know, let's not beat around the bush. They are good. Um, but then we are, we're all we're talking, they are good in the Western League. They are one of the best teams in that league, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, but but when they come to a team that does that is a couple levels higher, how are we going to fare? It's a cop either. Exactly what we said earlier about controlling variables and coming absolutely to, coming to the patch. I um, think as well, like like we saw like the Porter's head game, we're going to be seeing players from a couple of leagues below us that are going to be eager to show themselves off to a, to a, a bigger club. Street yeah. Street more than Porter said. Yeah, Street as well. I forgot yeah. about Street. Where you you almost you win the lottery there on the shootout to go through to this game. So Bridgewater will fancy it. I feel. I think they, yeah. Ma- Maxi, you've not got a, feet, a foot in both camps, but you know more about Bridgewater probably than me and Jordan do. Um, start us off with a prediction. Difficult one. We've got they've got some good players. Yeah, you know, let, let's not be around Bush. They've got some good players. Um, okay, let, let me let me ask you let me ask you a leading question before you give me a prediction. Do you see it being a cagey cup tie, or do you see it being opened and and sort of both teams having to go at each other? Bridgewater play nice flowing football. Mm. They're going to look that. to play their football against us. Mm. Depending on the state of the pitch, they might not be able to. But then I have seen I've been there a couple of times this season because my dad's football secretary there. If Taunton's off, Taunton ain't got a game, I'll go down there, support him, help him out. Help him out. Um, they play nice football, but they, they're not afraid to resort to the long ball when it's not working. Okay. But they're a very, very small team. They've not got a lot of big players. They're as... as I think my, my dad put it as well. They've got, they've got a lot of luxury players. Interesting. Especially going forwards. Maybe not so much for back, but going forwards, they've got a lot of luxury players, a lot of little, little skillful players. They've not got the, the sort of a big target man up top. So when they do resort to the long ball, it doesn't work as well as maybe like you know, a team that has got those those bigger players up front. I think the player you're describing, rather than luxury player, is probably more technical. Yes. I believe that's how they like to be identified. <laughs> L- luxury player. <laughs> well, that's just that's the way I see it. There's, there's, there's a time and a place for you know, being technical, being skillful, being like this and that, but... You're talking non-league. You've got to be able to get down dirty. Yeah. And I think we're going to test that. So it sounds like you're going for a 6-1 win. No. <laughs> I'm I'm oh, going for uh, I'm going for a 2-1. Ooh. Nice. Taunton nice. win. Goal scorer. I am going to go for... The, honestly, the suspense is kill a bit. Thing is, <laughs> thing is, thing is, I don't actually... I don't know I what... Thought, I know what teams would be. I know we we. we oh yeah, come on, sorry, I'm going. Yeah, yeah. Thing is, we 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 have. Well, what's playing on mind is we have signed on a number of Bridgewater College players. That's now, true. have they been signed on to play this game? Is what I'm thinking. Maybe because that. I mean, it's a genuine consideration, is it? When you when you've got the amount of games we've got to play and the amount of space of time we've got, 
you've signed five or six college kids. I think there's more that have signed on since as well. How many of those players are going to play in that team? How many of our actual first teams are going into this game? So, with that, that knowledge in mind, I'm sticking 2-1. I'm going to say Marcus Day. Solid. Gets a goal, because I think it's going to be a game he starts. And I think it's a game where he can really show off. And I think he'll show himself off to Rob Dre, show himself off to the management. And uh, maybe get, you know, get himself in a few more games of the season. Because when he comes off the bench, he does look good. He's an exciting player, isn't he? So, on that same vein, uh, I'm going to find a grub. Yeah, solid. This Two is, exciting players. This is the game for Evander. This is the game where he comes in, he starts, he runs the show. He is, he is good enough to be... He's good enough to walk into that Bridgewater team at, at, at 19, at 20. He has been showing himself off week in, week out in the, in the Division 1 South, which is the level above Bridgewater, and he's looked exciting whenever he's come on for us. This is a game he starts. This is a game he performs well. This is a game that kicks him on. I like that. If anybody asks you to do the team talk for this game, say yes. <laughs> Mate, I've been I've been prepping for this. What do you think I do in the football match? I talk to the wall and I give the team talk to the wall. You've got to say, like, you've got a full suit already, like... Don't joke. I mean, I, don't joke. I have, I have worn a suit whilst our Champions League final in foot manager. Ah, it's got to be done. Right. I, I, you know what? Because we'll, we'll, we'll carry on predictions a bit. I'll give some context to this. This was my uh, my Chelmsford save back in FM nineteen. The first FM that I actually got on on PC. So all once before, I just played on my like my phone, my tablet. So yeah. you don't get me in depth. No. FM nineteen. I bought it on my PC because I just got my, my first computer. Really. And I went absolutely mental on it. I think I had like 400 hours in that game. In FM19. Chelmsford City was my big save. 14 what seasons league? in. What league were they? Van the, the Arnhem South. Okay, yeah. 14 seasons in, we just got on for Champions League final. And like, how old would I have been? A 15-year-old me, 14, 15-year-old me, decided, you know what? I'm putting a suit on for this. I'd seen, like, I'd seen like the jokes on like Twitter... To like people wearing a suit, Champions League final. I thought, you know what? I'm doing it. Do you know, do you know what's even worse, George? You're, <laughs> he's 14 or 15 in, in 2019. He's 14 years in the future and he's still younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? We won. We beat Real Madrid 3 0 in the Champions oh, League final, despite going into it with no hope of even getting through the group stage. I am going to. Yeah, so bring it back to predictions, well, yeah. I, I'm just going to confirm that is the, I think, the first, maybe second tangent we have gone off on tonight. Um, done well. Look. You know, we're, we're, 40, we're 43 minutes in on the recording. I allowed it to happen. I allowed it to happen. I hope no, it's my fault. It's my fault, boys. Look, I'm head of social media. I've got to take responsibility. I'll leave the team uh, proudly. I'll take responsibility for that one. We'll go back on to... Here we go. It's half, half time now. Half time, boys. Right. We, to be fair, we, put, we paid 43 already. We're nearly there, nearly at half-time. Ref, any chance for a drinks break? I want, I want to give a speech. <laughs> right, Adam, your prediction uh, for Bridgewater? I'm going 3-2. Obviously to Taunton. Obviously to Taunton, yeah, sorry. Good lad, good lad. Um, Who's scoring? Oh, no, you know, explain your thought process, actually, first. So, uh, thank you. I, I think it'll be a proper good cup tie 
I think there'll be I think there'll be a good number through the gate. Um I think there will be a good section of away fans. I think that it'll just be a good game of football. A good game of football. Um, we'll come out on top of it because I, I don't think you can cheat experience. And I think having more players used to playing at a higher level will ultimately get us through the game. Um, and my goal scorers, you stole my thunder a little bit, but I'm going a Van de Groot brace. Oh. And the man, the myth, Callum Dolman. Oh. You know what, Az? I, I, I rate that a lot. However, I think you might have sold Callum Dolman off, um, off of George. The scenes in the media media section. Hi, Callum. <laughs> that's, a, that's a thing now as well, isn't it? That, oh, it is. It is, actually. That he, is... Hates, he hates us. I don't, but I, don't, I, I think hate's a strong word, but I don't I, think I, he's like best place for me. Any time he walks past. He's going up to Robert. Any chance you can start me? Because they're just... <laughs> <laughs> Rob, can I warm up on the other side of a pitch? Can I walk around? Do I have to warm up? I don't know why I <laughs> did it that first day. That, that, that game against Dover just ran Hey, you, you started it. You started it. No, I don't know why I did it. So quiet as well. <laughs> no, nah, he's, he's, he's a good lad. He takes it well. He's, he's, he he's does good. it. Yeah. He's a good lad. Go on, JB. What Go on, JB. Dom, Go on. let's have it. Following. Hopefully we win 1-0. Raise the confidence a bit. Good atmosphere. Bridgewater. Beautiful Tuesday night. Under the lights. Under the lights. Love a game under the lights. A few, uh, few of the young lads out. We spoke about Vanda. I do agree. I think he's going to steal the show. I think he's going to get two assists as opposed to two goals. Wow. Okay. I think okay. we're going to win... Avanda De Bruyne. 4-1. Oh, JB. I think... This is tough now. Dug myself a hole a bit here. You dug yourself a hole because now you've got to name four goal scorers. Avanda's going to get two assists. It's a Callum Dolman quad. That's the only right answer. (laughs) It has a hell of a shout if it's right. Marley Rose, goal and assist. Do you think he'll play with someone at Premier Cup, though? Is he allowed to? I, d- I don't know. But I do you think... If for, he's allowed to, he'll play. He's got do you play. think we would risk where he's a first-team low knee? Anyway, just just say that he is. He's allowed. He's, he gets himself a goal and assist. Um, Sterney's going to get a goal. He's going to play. Uh, sorry, George. On the podcast, you have to use his proper name. Rostern. No, I mean... Rostern! <laughs> you got to say it properly. Have you heard that song? Roxanne. <laughs> um, You're meant to your ass. Cheers, mate. What goes on in my head of yours? Honestly. Well, well that guy gets a go anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's that? Marley goal. Rostern goal. Uh, this is Rabi's goal. This is the game Rabi gets his first goal. Yeah. Oh, you know what? And I agree, actually. Cam Evans is on form. He gets another. Cam Evans 2-2? Two two. Yeah. Going for it. He's, he's chasing down Ross for a top goal scorer, I swear, at that point. <laughs> his, his just comes from, like, ricochet. No one gets an assist for his goal. Just pounces on a loose ball in the box. By the way, I'm, I'm not no, right. Ross I'm not... penalty. Ross stone penalty. 
Cam's goal is assisted by Evander. You've just changed your mind in about five seconds. No, I like it. Stick with it. Stick with it. I like Stick it, lad. So anyway. we're going to go into some questions now. We've we had Rich. He knows he's not here. He did actually put in the supporters group asking for some questions. Now, not all the questions we we can answer because they've already been asked and answered in the first section. Why we started with it, so we can actually get a lot of it out of the way. Um, so once we ignore all the questions about, about the meeting, I mean, well, I say ignore ignores the wrong word. Read them out, and then we'll, we'll we'll pretty much like if we've covered it, we've covered it. Well, someone asked, has any board member resigned after last night? Which I think is a bit rough. Um, How would we know? We wouldn't know. I think that's that's the wrong question to ask. Ask us on the podcast. You'll we're find just... out when we find out. Yeah. <laughs> we're just, yeah. We're just, but, we're just... Believe you me, I don't find anything out about an hour before the fans don't anyway. <laughs> we're, we're like four or five blokes just like to have a laugh on a podcast. Like, <laughs> li- there's no scoop here. We Boys, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a 20-year-old digital market apprentice. I do not know the ins and outs of a Van South football club. Uh, yet, Max, currently. What, we're currently still a Van Arama South club? Or I currently don't know all the ins and outs. When you're 55 and you're a fully-fledged football chairman... That challenge for two, mate. I would not. I would not want the stress of that job. Anyway, questions. Questions. So, yeah, board member resigning. We, we we don't know. Like, it's a, it's a, that's a weird question, but it's a, it is a weird question to ask. A, 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 it's very specific, isn't it? Very specific to ask the official cup podcast. We don't know. Um, I have a question. Have the management team gotten over COVID yet? We don't yeah. know. You'll find out when we find out on Saturday. We'll, we'll find out Saturday, I suppose. Um, I hope he does. I hope that it's not serious. It's not a, a, a bad case of COVID. It's just a couple of days. Would be interesting to see if uh, whoever steps in goes suit or tracksuit. I, I, <laughs> you know what? I want to see Nick Grimes in a full suit on the dugout. <laughs> Dress for the job you want. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Grimes in a full suit, claret and blue tie. Love that. Or do you reckon he goes more Paul Tisdale? Got the coat, the flat cap. Right. Grey overcoat. Grey overcoat, flat cap and a Burberry scarf. Love it. Anyway, that would be class. So, final, final, we only have the three questions. Final question, uh, what has happened with Austin Booth and what's the current situation with him? So, we'll find out when we find out. There was a little bit of an answer to this yesterday. Um, so, obviously, Ooh. he's not played. Um, okay. And Kev did make it clear he, he has refused to play for the club. Well, we had an offer come in. Uh, which was initially rejected. Uh, and since that was rejected, Austin has voiced his displeasure at that and to say he doesn't play for the club. Um, another another club then put in a bid saying we want to take him on a free. To which Kev said, there's no chance that a player like Austin would ever leave this club on a free transfer. Because let's be honest, he's a bloody good player. Oh, he is a very, very good player who he has is. got a very bright future in non-league football. Yeah, he's, he's I don't know his age, but he's... He's 25. Yeah, and Mate, he's exactly. got, so there's, In there's non-league still, terms, he's got another 10 years left. There's still an upward ceiling there, isn't there, as well? He will be playing National League, maybe even Football League, who knows, depending on where he goes and what he does. But the, the opportunity is there for him. And let's be honest, he's an asset. Like, it's a reason yeah. why players get multi-year contracts. It's because they're an asset. They're a sellable asset. They're a sellable, valuable thing from uh, his football club it's it's the same thing of like if someone offered you a tenner for your car no <laughs> it, it's, 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 do you know what I mean um, 
it's worth what it's worth. Players mm. are worth what they're worth. And Absolutely. if that's not met, then it's tough. Oh, like, you, you obviously at this meeting yesterday, sounded like it was discussed. Just where are we with it? Are we, do we know? Well, Kev said he's either got to buy himself out of his contract or the club that's interested in putting in a reasonable bid. He didn't say anything further. All right, okay. Um, we just got to wait. But I think sort of for, for general consensus, as as per what Kev said last night, is that we, we most likely probably won't see him again, which is a shame. And it's, a, it's a shame, really, that it, it, it's happened like this because he is a very, very good player and he's, he's a massive asset to this team. And I think we, we're going to be worse off without him. I think we, we have been worse off without him. I feel like, though, the theme of our podcast tonight, we've said it a few times, you can only work with what you've got. If he's not around for whatever reason, then... You got to work with it, exactly. It's it's a tough situation to deal with and manage, whatever. But we do still have sixteen players turning up on a Saturday that are pulling the shirt on. Um, Want to play? So. I feel like they should probably get the focus. I mean, um, you you are talking maybe like a player like Louis Slough. Well, any bad, but not because I I think anybody. when when you look at Austin and Louis, I think they're similar profiles. Yeah, I'm not comparing... The only difference he's got is maybe Louis left-footed, Austin's right-footed, but I think he's got a similar player, mate. Both big, both good going forwards. I don't think we need to get into comparisons. I I think just more in terms of if we're getting people to turn up to watch a game of football, let's concentrate on what's in front of us, not Mm. what could be in front of us or what we want to have in front of us and things like that. I don't think that's a good good place to anybody for me, but I just... like. From a sentimental point of view, I guess it's just the way I'm, my brain works. Just kind of want the best for both parties, mm. <laughs> and if that involves Austin wearing a Taunton shirt, then then happy days. Um, if he doesn't think that, then it's tough. You know, I've, I've worked with Austin before. I've known him for a good, a good amount of time. He is a top bloke, yeah. and he works hard. He deserves the opportunity he gets. Yeah, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. And I don't yeah, he's doubt a top One thing I think that Taunton have done really well, not just this year. Um, but over a number of years to get to this point is they've recruited really well. Part of, I believe, part of their recruitment process is one, you have to be a good player, and two, but you also have to be good in the change room. You also have to be good to be around and spend time with and, and things like that. Um, so anybody that sort of brought to the club is is like a good a good guy. Um, fits that mould, I think, of, of what the club is looking for. Um, but yeah, it's... It's also a sad t- situation. I'll also tell you what, what we've been really good at in the past few years is player development. You look at some of the players we've bought on and where they've gone to. You know, maybe not an ideal situation, but you look at Jay Folson, Dylan Morgan. Mm. We've bought them on, both been released from full-time clubs. Maybe they've gone to a different club, maybe they don't ever go full-time again. But we bought them on, put the arm around the shoulder, develop them, and then yeah, it's not ideal they've gone to Yeovil, but we've sold them on to full-time clubs. They've yeah, gone I- back to where they wanted to be. I think... No matter what level of football you're at, right at the top, right at the bottom, if a player leaves your club to go somewhere or to do something that you can't offer right now, it's it's tough to like say no to that. There's other things that come into it if they're leaving the right way, you have to do the right things and, and all those other things. But ultimately, like if if yeah, you see it in like professional games, whatever, a lot of it's money in it. A lot of it like right at the top is we can offer you crazy salary or whatever. Um, fair play, like, mm. go and get it. Um, well, Saudi Arabia, where you get, you know, the... something like that, yeah. <laughs> a million at a week. Level, where it's relevant, at our level, if, 
it could be right. You you could be a full time footballer. That's I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's every kid's dream, isn't it? Exactly. The three of us on this podcast probably all wanted to do that when we when we were. Mate, I I, I don't. I, there's a lot of things that I would do to be a full time footballer. Yeah. So it, I think it's one of those. If that opportunity is in front of you right now, who who doesn't take it? Who like well one who doesn't take it two. How many more times are you going to get that opportunity? Exactly. You never know. If, if, if Let's say Dylan turns down the oval. says, you know what, I'm sticking with Taunton. And then the next game he does his XCL. One th- yeah, that's true. One thing I think is never considered with footballers at, at any level, um, maybe not like right at the top or whatever, but especially at our level, even up to like League One, League Two, whatever, um, is that they've re- probably faced a lot of rejection. In 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 oh, a short space of time, and if you're 16, 17, you get pulled into the academy or whatever, and you think, yeah, great, I'm in the academy. All of a sudden, like, by the way, you're not anymore. That's tough. Like, that's tough. Obviously, you think your life's on one track. You work hard and whatever, then you don't you don't know where your next move is. It might involve moving house. Might involve moving to a different part of the country. Um, so when you've sort of got an offer to come in I, I don't know it's a tough one I mean again if, if if we look at Dylan Morgan he was at Forest Green he then got picked up by Swansea now Swansea that's a big club yeah. and then he's been let go by Swansea that's going from Championship to Vanarama South in a year he was at Swansea that must be difficult and I don't think you can underestimate that and then for Taunton to take him on, again, going back to the recruitment, Taunton to take him on, sort of, like you said, put an arm around him and push him on and just allow him to play football. Absolutely. Where he can show his quality, he gets that move again. You can't fault it. You can't You can't envy that. You can't no, of course look not. at it and go, oh, why are you going to Yeovil? Like, uh, in all honesty, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I could be wrong. I'm not sure many people did. Um it's that, oh, no, bit, that, yeah. that bit of feeling of, oh, it's, it's a rival, it's down the road. Um, but it's just... Let, let, let's, we let's we be honest. saw that, didn't we? When we when we played Jovel, we saw Jay and Dylan there. They just shot Yeah, at home. yeah. and I love that. And they obviously in full Jovel gear and, like as you expect them to be, branded up. Um, but walking around the food village, like just saying hello to people, they're great. And that's such a selling point of, of Taunton that you, you can... You can flourish here. You can play. Football's a pyramid. It's about moving up. It's about progressing. Um, but as, while you're here, as long as you give everything and you play for badge and, and all those other things, um, no complaints. But, uh, John, you mentioned something interesting there. Tottenham and a rivalry. Let's be honest. After this season, that phrase is never going to get chucked about again, is it? No. Let, let's be very real. That phrase is never going to get chucked about again because... I think people forget... How are we... How far down the oval have come and how far up we've come? Do you know what I mean? Like, usually, 10 years ago, in what world are Yeovil signing two players from Taunton Town? Three players from Taunton Town in the same season. In what world does that happen 10 years ago? Like, just just don't think about that for a minute. 10 years ago, you're telling a championship club, you're signing three players from a Western League club and they're going into your first team. How mental do you think you, you would be? Again, credit to recruitment. Obviously, the level's different, but credit to the recruitment because this is a full-time club that 
look at these players and go, they're going to take us to the next level. Absolutely. Yeah, these these players as well, they've like they've not been signed for this year. Oh no. Do you know what I mean? That's, no, I think it's, and that's, with, with with the coaches they've got a yo they will get to that next level. Well, I I don't even think they need to get there. I think that they're, they probably, already, they're yeah. probably already looking forward and making sure that anybody they recruit now is good enough for the level above. Because yeah, absolutely. It's why it's, 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 it's why they're signing Sam Pearson. Why they're signing Sam Pearson? I mean, what a signing for a Vanarama South club that is. By the way, let's just, let's just bring this back. Like yeah, we're, we're not going to No, the <laughs> selling point. Could be that to to teams that have uh, to players, sorry, that have have suffered a similar fate to how you described Dylan. There, you're at a big club, or you're at an academy, and you've been let go, and and all these other things. We'll be at home for you. We'll look after you. We'll treat you right. We'll do the right things. We'll play football at a good level, and push you on to the exactly. And yeah, I, I, I genuinely, I think we um. We were speaking about obviously the club wants to remain at this level, and you're looking forward at how can we become a full time team. That's got to be something in their minds of okay, recruiting players. We can recruit these sort of gems that you can find at this yeah. level, yeah, and get a bit for them in the future. The and, and the level below. I, I yeah. would imagine. I would imagine Taunton's business plan, uh, if we have one, we probably have one, um, but like. Kev's mindset is probably not that dissimilar to the chairman at Brighton, mm. the chairman at Benfica, the chairman at Porto, the chairman at Ajax. Yeah, where like if we're going to get to a certain level, and our level is National League South, their level is Champions League, whatever. Um, for teams like Ajax, not having a great season this season, Benfica, whatever, Brighton, to get to the next place, some of them that's being more established in the Champions League, that might be, in Brighton's case, getting into European football. Recruit well, sell for a profit. Recruit well, sell for a profit. Exponentially. Buy low, sell high. Exactly. Exponentially. Can we look at that like Mitoma? They bought him for how much? Two, three million? But do you know the mental thing? They'll sign him for like 60, 70. But they probably already know his replacement. His replacement's already probably on the youth academy. A dinger or something. Yeah, they, they they already know these things. They, they'll go over to like Bolivia, pull some left winger out of a fourth division, <laughs> and in about four years' time, Chelsea will be bidding 100 million for him. <laughs> four years? You give it that long? <laughs> yeah, to be fair. Yeah. That, that Valentin Barco they just signed, 10 mil. Chelsea yeah, already put yeah. a bid in for him next summer. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. 10 um, mil for an 18-year-old left-back who's been performing like that in the Argentine Premier League most already. Most signed player in FM, isn't it? Most signed player in FM. Mate, two years and he's gone. And you're talking 10 mil to 130 mil. But you, you look at some of the players they've sold and Tottenham could be exactly the same as that. It's... I think we already are. I mean, you're talking Dylan Morgan. We got him on a free transfer. We sold him for an undisclosed fee. Austin Booth. Austin Booth. Free transfer. However much we end up selling him for. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you're not talking 10 mil to 100 mil, but you're talking 3 to 10k. That's still... It's never nice from a from a fan's perspective because it's like take any of those players, you fall in love with them. Like they're Absolutely. players, Absolutely. and they'll go. But you have to understand that there's a a bigger process there. Mm. I think a lot of I, I think everyone understands that there's a bigger process in terms of while they're here, we'll enjoy them, and then when they go, we get to enjoy someone else that takes their place and goes on the same path they go on. Um, 
I think football's a lot like that now anyway, where you sort of, you've got about a two-year span, really, and then it's on to the next, it's on to the next. Especially non-league. And Yeah, and your, your span to these players is almost, you want to see that next one coming through. I, people look at Evander now, for example, or... Um, or Marcus, and they want them to be given a chance because you've seen this so many times with mm. your Dylans, with your Jake Wannells, your Jay Folstons, your Austin yeah. Boots now, likely, where this player comes through and they're special. Yeah. Because the recruitment's been so good, they're looking at these players already and going, I want to see more of you. Yeah. They get a little bit of a taste, they get a bit of a taste. And then when they're there in the first team, that's their player. But then there'll be a next one. Yeah. And then there'll be a next one. And do you know who I see in a Vandergram? Go on. Ross Stern. I see yeah. I see a younger Ross Stern, I see about Evander. You can see you, do you guys see I, I that? I do like Evander in the ten. I do like Evander like just playing off a striker. I think they've got different things about him, I think. Definitely, but it's, it's for, but I would say it's for similar sort of profile though. Yeah, you want. Yeah, maybe. Behind, don't you? You want. Let's say in in Rob's tactic though, it's, it's a similar profile. Yeah. When we look at the tactical positions, when we look at how the team lays out, the profile of that ten, where Ross is playing week in week out, where Evander is trying to break into that ten role, it's they both fit that profile well. It's, it's definitely his pathway into the first team. Absolutely. And you talk Jay Folsom, the, the the left back, the inverted wing back, the. A wing back. That's Louis Slough. That's what he was brought in to replace. Yeah. And we've we've not found yeah, Adela Morgan replacement yet. Marley Rose for learning from Bristol City. He's I think he's up there for it. I don't think it's necessarily like if you can find a replacement, great. But I mean in profile, we've not found a lad yeah, who can fill that role think, yet. Because uh, you could going back to Brighton as an example, they've sold Kaiseido in the summer. You could argue that they've they've not replaced him. They've changed the tactic and they're doing much better without them, actually. That's, that's that's what I mean. Like they've they've used the money to go and get two or three players that allows them to play a different way, and it's just it works. I get there's a lot more money involved at that part of the game, but there's yeah. one thing. Come back to it. Taunton do really, really well. Bring players in, get the best out of them, move them on, whatever for for profit, and then just repeat that process over and over. Stop rotation, essentially. Yeah. And you know what? I think it's an old-fashioned thing of you lose a player and you have to replace that player. Yeah. Actually, a lot of clubs are caught on to... I want to say Liverpool doing it with Coutinho was the big one where you sell a player. They never replaced him. I don't see a Coutinho-esque player in that squad to this day. Didn't need to, mate, when we had Jordan Anderson. Uh, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's it's true, and you change your tactics. Did you actually try to, you no, sorry, go, go, sorry, come back to my absence. Did you just try and compare Coutinho and Jordan Henderson to similar players? No, that's the whole point. <laughs> they're not comparable at all. Comparable. Good. They're I was about to say, like you're an analyst, and you're comparing them to. I'm, no, I'm worried when, for our team. <laughs> when, Liverpool, when Liverpool had Coutinho, uh, they sold him January 2017. The six months before that, played left centre midfield. We we sold him. Bought Van Dijk Allison. Season after bought Fabinho, who played left centre midfield or right centre midfield? John Nelson. Uh, all of a sudden. Why Nowden would have been the one potentially that left sided. Yeah, but we had. But Henderson Ebro, was in the, but, Henderson yeah, was in the six. Henderson was in the six. I mean, like, when Aldum's already there, 
Um, all of a sudden, the tactic changes, the team changes, the shape of it changes. Um, and that's it's it, just yeah. being smart of it. Not getting caught up on replacing a player or a player's identity, but what's next? So I think we, we, what we need to look at tactically is, you know, okay, yeah, Dylan's gone, Jay's gone, Austin's gone, someone else might go as well. You never know. We're in that, we're in that situation now where vultures are picking. It's how do we change the way we play now to accommodate whatever players we're bringing in and what we've, what we've lost. I think that process already started. Yeah, oh, definitely. No, 100%. Obviously, I'm not disputing that. That process has already been long gone. You cannot be mid-season still working that process out. Otherwise, that's just a recipe for disaster. If we're sat, you know, whatever, we are six, five, six points outside outside bottom four, we can't be mucking around with attacks. We need to be consistent. We need to get, we need to find that. So we talked like the, the meeting last night, we talked about fans forum. What do you boys think is the one thing you would implement to this club to take it forward for the next five, 10 years? What would you change about the football club if, if you would? So I'll start. I think we could do more with commercial facilities at the club. I think you know what we've got is great. We've got Peacock Suite, we've got a ballroom, we've got all that. I think that's great. But there is a massive market now in football for commercial spaces, for sponsor suites, for all this. I'm, and now I'm, I'm talking something that's probably going to cost a lot of money. You know, it ain't cheap to build hospitality rooms or hospitality box or whatever. But I think you look at other clubs in this league, they get a lot of money on a match day from these commercial and these uh, sponsor suites. Look at Yeovil. They have an entire stand with boxes in them, and those are not cheap. So I think we, I think we could just we could do more of it. But I know I know it's all cost money and limited space. But I think we I think we could, we could do more. And I'm not taking him off league because he's a volunteer with, with commercial. He does a good job. He's a great job. But I think we could have more facilities to look after more sponsors. That's tough, though, isn't it? Like, it's is tough. Yeah, but I, I said, what's your about- as I said, what's your ideal thing, though, for the next ten years? Um, five ten. I don't really know what the club needs in order to reach the next level. Um, instantly, I think ground improvements. Mm. Um, if someone come in and said, "We'll buy ground off you for five million quid," and as part of the deal, we'll build you a purpose-built ground somewhere, is it worth a conversation? I think so. I think my, my one would link into that then, wouldn't it? Because you be, you get those new new spaces, new facilities. Like it's very it's very like simplistic way of thinking that someone's just going to come in and chuck loads of money at you, blah blah blah, and then say like, "What do you want? Yeah, definitely, you've got this much money to spend. We'll build it for you." Um, I think I think I, I, I like our ground. It's a proper non league ground. It's a proper non league ground. You can see where it's come from as well. It's come from Western League, and it it is a Western League ground. Let's be honest. Yeah, I, I but I love it. Like I think I think that Yeovil game a couple weeks ago showed. Size of it, yeah, and and how hard it is probably to accommodate that many people. Mm. Um, and if you if you're talking about getting to the next level, all right, you don't need three thousand through the gate every week, but like, but you need to be nice. accommodated. That that'd be nice. But yeah, exactly. If if like a big team came down in the FA Cup or or, yeah. or, or, or whatever, or we have we have like big games every season, and we're getting fifteen hundred, two thousand through the through the gate you have to be able to look after 2,000 people um, yeah. and I think I think we do really well with what we've got currently 
but I think that's more because we've, we've got time to prepare for those games. We know they're coming up. Yeah. yeah. And we've so, only got maybe two or three of them. Where where we went my last away game, Slough, mm. not not the nicest stadium. And, and I feel like it lacks character because I've had... It is one of them purpose. It's one of them purpose-built ones, isn't it? But it's purpose-built, exactly. And it serves their needs. 100%. Perfectly. Maidstone was the same. It absolutely serves their needs to yep. whatever they need it to. They've almost like said it needs to do this, 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 and someone's got to build it for them. Um, I, I don't know how you, I don't know how you facilitate that conversation, but that would be the thing for me. George, what, what, what about you, mate? It's tough to follow those two because, like, by no means are we perfect. I think we've seen that. I think Kev admitted that by by what I've heard. We're not perfect, and there's lots we can improve on. But from what we're doing at the moment the standard we're at being part-time it's hard to say like a definitive thing that is going to massively improve us i think for me something i'm fascinated in at the moment at any level of football is a footballing structure is it all aligned from top to bottom are there any pieces missing that we can maybe get in to join the um, the performances on the pitch with the business at the top. We spoke about that earlier. You're talking about like Man United's appointment of a technical director. Things like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, um, I think I, I agree with John. We, we have only got four full-time staff in this football club. That's it. And one of them technically isn't full-time because he's retired and volunteers full-time. So we are talking about four people that do more than just a match day. Can you say they are? You're allowed to say they are. I don't think it's a secret who they are at all. You've got Kev, but you don't get paid at all. You've got Carl, Rob Hake, and Alan Slade. Oh, okay. And that's it. That's, that's the only four people that are there consistently every okay. day. And that, at this level, that's just, it, it's easy to say oh, it's got to change. It's got to change, isn't it? We've got, we've got to be bringing in more full time stuff. We've got to make sure we're sound off the pitch before we start even talking about full time on the pitch. You know, commercial director, technical director, marketing, all of this lot's got to be up there. Jordan, Jordan, I don't want to speak for him, but I don't think he actually means a technical director, but it's what... Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's all the, yeah. all those people off the pitch of the structure. And... I imagine our structure, just to paint a picture here, is like it's like halfway through a game of Jenga. Yeah. And there's just bits missing and it's all a bit wobbly. And how, how do we... we piece that together? Exactly. How do we go back to the start? So it's all aligned, it all looks perfectly smooth and it doesn't look like it's going to fall over. And um, everyone knows their place. There's not confusion over who does this, who does that. Yeah. Am I allowed to step in here and do this? Should I step in and do that? Yeah. Everyone knows they've got a definitive role, voluntarily, full-time, whatever. Everyone's got a definitive role that goes, this is my job. And, and it's easier for me to say, because I'm a United fan, I'm seeing it all unfold at the minute. But it's it's fascinating to me because yeah, every I, club at the top level should have it, but it's trickling down now and yeah. every club eventually at our level, probably at, um, we mentioned them earlier, like Bridgie's level, it will trickle down to where it's the norm. Well, we've just appointed a football consultant. We have. Again, voluntary, I'm guessing. Yeah, um, Paul West. I'll tell you yeah. what, anyone who was there last night, you will know. I've, I met Wesley for the first time last night. Um, obviously, I've heard about him. Obviously, he, heard about what he's done. 
but what a man. And He's not involved with the club but much. Um, he talks about the club with pure passion. Love that. And it's where my idea stemmed from because I saw that and that caught my interest straight away. When he got appointed or took his role, that caught my eye straight away because I'm thinking, okay, we are seeing things unfold a little bit here that gives me confidence. We're not stagnant. We're not just going game to game. We're thinking ahead. We're going, we need this. We need that. And we're starting to piece it together. It's just about getting that, like you said, smooth, definitive roles so that performances on the pitch are matched with performances off the pitch. Yeah, agree. I'm going to say one more. Yeah, elephant in the room. A 4G pitch. You put a plastic there. I think it solves a lot of problems we have. And I, again, you're talking like two mil for a 4G at this level. I think it's short. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear you breathing? Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I think it's a short-term fix, a 4G. I, I, d- I disagree with you, actually. What, I disagree with you. What's your vision? If we go up, are we allowed it? So you can you can have four Gs in the Vanilla National League, Vanilla National League South. Um, so it's not like we got to rip it up if we go because that's most football league that is so far out of vision. There's no point even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. about it? But like, if we look at like a couple of Murpher, for example, they that club's not open seven nights a week. It is being used seven days a week by thirty odd teams who use that pitch on a weekly basis. Mm. It gives you opportunities to have like a women's team or a reserves team or an under 18 team that can play in my home stadium. You talk about postponements we got and Kev went into it a little bit with the lost revenue that we've had um, from the postponed games, which actually was the cause of a lot of the like, payment delays and payment issues towards players was because we were expecting the revenue from like Torquay and Yeovil, but the games weren't on, which, yeah, but, you budget for it, you budget for it, but you can't really. Because you're talking a lot of money from a game against Torquay United in the Oval Miss League. And I think we have 4G pitch. It doesn't fix all of it because you can still flood, flood it for 4G pitch. And freeze. And freeze the 4G pitch. But I'd say 80% of our postponements would not be as much of an issue. I think higher. Yeah, maybe I, not you. Maybe not you percent. I, I th- personally, I'm quite a big advocate of a 4G pitch um, because of the revenue that it brings in. Yeah, absolutely. You think think of how many teams around our area will need to go somewhere to train, um, whether that's like, take Bishop's Lydian, for example. Where do they train? Um, not sure. But, not sure. But so if we have 4G, we could open it up on a Tuesday night, Wednesday night when we don't have a game and invite teams in to train. They book a 12-week slot. Yeah, absolutely. That's X amount of money. All of a sudden, it's just that initial outlay to like cost. Of- it's two. It's two million over ten years. You're, you've got to generate. How much it is? It's two mil. You're two mil for the initial layout, and then you're talking uh, five hundred for the carpet every ten years. Because okay. actually, all the money comes in not from what the surface is, but how far you got to dig down to get the drainage, and you've got to dig excavate six, seven feet underneath a four G for all the drainage of the technology underneath it. And also, we'd have to move the stand because we ain't got enough room on one of the sides. So a lot of work has to be done on our ground. Could we have that then 
Wordsworth Drive, considering the like the. We would have to. We would have to dig down further than the usual six yeah, feet. We'd have to go about eight, eight or nine. I was reading something about like the reason that the drainage is. It's all clay. Drain- yeah, exactly. It's clay. So that's what we have to do. We have to dig down six feet, put in like tanks, reservoirs, whatever, for get all the water off the pitch. It's a lot of work, isn't it? it is, you're talking two million. And you've got to make in in the first ten years of that pitch before it gets relayed. You've got to make two hundred grand a year. Much easier if someone listening to this has got five million quid and just put it into Tottenham Football Club. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, that'd be much, much easier. easier. You, you know, like shake, 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 binge, Sam. I know you're listening, mate. If, if you could give us a bit of money, if you're listening and you think I got five million quid in my bank account, what should I do with it? This is your call. This is we yeah. This is your. This is we are talking to you directly. Give us a freezy pitch. Also, my uh, uh, hit me up, yeah. If you've got money to burn <laughs> like that, <laughs> yeah. Full time media, I'll take I'm... it, please. Boys, are we about done? I think you know what. I think we are about done. I do think that wraps up well. You've changed that my mind very well. Max, actually, to be fair, on the four G. Oh yeah, and, I'll, and on that bombshell, it is time to end. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Max Fournier. This has been Adam White and John Barrow. From us to you, goodbye. Have a have a nice day, an evening, morning, wherever you might be listening from. We'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Goodbye. Little slice of peacocks in your pocket. <laughs>